Hi everyone, I'm Andy. And I'm Allie. And welcome back to another episode of Marianne and Wanda, your media and book podcast. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. As I'm sure I've mentioned, uh, we've had several friends defend and now I'm like at the end of all my friends' defenses. So now we're on the other side when like my friend Will's moving within the month and it's suddenly becoming a lot more real. And so it's just like, oh, this is the end of the era on the island. So Aww, more of your friends are moving away. Yes, unfortunately, they have jobs, they have things to do. Yeah. Um, and it also just happens to be that his boyfriend Joey is visiting. And so Joey was supposed to leave today, but we went over to have a happy hour with him. And then he was like, oh, I'll just move my flight to Thursday. So now we get like two more days. But then this is like the last time that I'll see Joey, maybe for a really long time. Who's to say? Who's to say? Where are they moving? Uh, so Joey is still in grad school in Denver, but Will has a postdoc in Philadelphia. Gotcha. And my friend May is moving to uh, Santa Barbara and... Oh, pretty. Yeah, like my friend Sai is moving off the island to go live in Mississippi. My friend Chesna is moving to Washington, D.C. And so it's just like a lot of... Everyone else is leaving and it's just going to be me and my friend Randy. <laughs> and Jose, of course. Yeah. But... Because your vet has estimated he's got several more years. <laughs> <laughs> this dog is never going to die. <laughs> What's been up with you? Oh, well, I finally am not working on my big project at work anymore. It's launched and successful and off my plate. So that's really nice to not have to constantly be stressed out about that anymore. Um, so, yeah, that's good. Now I can work on other stuff that has been taking a back seat since I've been doing this project. But other than that, I have a big craft fair this weekend. It's Oktoberfest in Lebanon. So I have a booth for two days. Yeah, I ran the kiln last night. I'm going to run it tomorrow and I have to run it on Thursday. So (laughs) really packing it in. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if I can get it all done. Well, good luck. Yeah, we'll see. But it's my probably my biggest event of the year. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, hopefully it's good weather. It's supposed to rain on Thursday and Friday, which we really need the rain, but I hope it doesn't rain on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I hope so for your, for your sake. Yeah, but we really need rain. We're still in a major drought and we are very low on water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and last weekend we had a bonfire and hayride here. So Adam hooked up the hay wagon and set it up with some hay bales for people to ride on and he took everybody on a hay ride and then we had a bonfire with lots of food and chili and hot dogs and desserts and there was quite a few people there like probably close to 40 wow big party (laughs) yeah adam has a lot of friends he does have a lot of friends but yeah that was all we pretty much did so anyway we are still in halloween season we are and so we have another themed movie for today the classic hocus pocus yes (laughs) uh do you want to give us a summary yeah so this is of course the classic tale that we all know from disney um it's the story of max and danny who are new to salem massachusetts a town that they've just moved to from la california with their parents shortly before halloween 
Through a series of unfortunate events, Max ends up awakening the Sanderson sisters, who are three witches from Salem and have been trapped for the past 300 years. We follow Max, Danny, and their new friends Allison and Thackeray Binks as they attempt to thwart the plans of the witches and save the children of Salem from a most unpleasant fate. <laughs> and I found out that it was originally titled Disney's Halloween House, and the original script was a lot darker and focused more on the sisters themselves. And I think like all the kids were 12 or something in this, too. So they made a lot of changes, but... I don't think I like Disney's Halloween house. That doesn't sound, I don't know. That doesn't sound as good. Yeah. It, I don't like Halloween house. It just, what, what year did we say Halloween town came out? Was it? It was in 1998. 98. Okay. So this would have yeah. been before that. I was going to say having two Disney movies called Halloween house and Halloween town would be too much. Yeah. Too similar. They'd be confused constantly. Yeah. I forgot that this was originally a Disney movie the mainly because it was really dark and normally disney's a little bit more lighthearted even if it is like a halloween themed movie it's not usually quite so dark themed but yeah and it like mentions virginity which i feel like disney movies don't really do Mm -hmm. or it doesn't at least put as much of an emphasis as it does in this movie right yeah but just a lot of the the one-liners that were said throughout and like yeah a lot of the references just seemed like a little bit more mature than what we think of when we think of Disney. Yeah. But, I mean <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's but been, it's still I guess Disney's been toned down quite a bit since the early 90s. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's a good one though. But it didn't when it was released. So it was released in July, July 16th, 1993. Weird. Which is crazy. Yeah, that's so weird that you would not release a Halloween movie, at least in October. Right. And so they had like Nightmare Before Christmas that came out on October 15th of the same year. So I think they were probably trying not to like do too much at once. Is that also? But ju- yes. Okay. But it also like just coming out in July, it didn't make that much money of course, because it was the middle of the summer. Like, who wants to go see a Halloween movie at that time? Mm-hmm. And it also was competing with a whole bunch of other movies that year. Like, it came out the same day as Free Willy, which is crazy to me. Oh, wow. But I'm a big fan, so what can I say? Yeah. It was also directed by Kenny Ortega, who we know, of course, I think most from High School Musical. I think he did, like, the first two, if not all of them. And it turns out he also directed Newsies. Huh. I, so I remember seeing his name in the uh, opening credits and I was like, oh, the high school musical director. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I also saw Newsies when our high school choir group went to New York with J.J. Ebelhart. Uh, we went and saw Newsies on Broadway. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's nice. I didn't watch that until college. My friend Megan's a huge fan, so we all watched it with her. It's a, we, it's a good movie. I'm pretty sure... Yeah, we watched it on Broadway there, not Radio City, but somewhere on Broadway. Um, I was listening to, I think it this was Be Kind Rewind, which is a YouTube series from this guy who does like a whole bunch of movie stuff. Um, and he uh, has interviews and up with like clips of interviews with all the cast. And some of them were talking about how Kenny Ortega approached this sort of like in a musical fashion and so he'd be counting things off and having them move on a beat and so it feels i think a lot more theatrical uh, than 
many other Disney movies, at least. Yeah. Or like yeah, normal Disney movies. Anytime the three sisters start to walk together, they kind of like link arms and walk like all with their right foot at the same time and then their left foot at the same time. Like, yeah. Seem very on beat. Yeah, I love that walk too. It's like <laughs> one of my favorite things about the three of them together. It's just the way they move around. <laughs> I was also reading about the costume designer, Mary, I think, Vogt. Is that how you would say that? Um, I would say Vogt, but okay, I don't know. Sure. Uh, she did the costume design, and she said that she spent most of her budget on, like, just the Sanderson sisters' costumes alone. <laughs> and um, so then when it came to, like, the Madonna costume for the parents at and, like, all the other costumes for that whole party... A lot of it was DIY that they just sort of threw together with whatever they could find and buy cheaply. Hmm. It seemed like a lot of those were like pretty, not extreme costumes, but like if I had to DIY my own costume, I'm probably going as like a cowgirl or something that I already <laughs> yeah. have in my closet. But like there was an alligator and the Madonna costume, like stuff like that seemed like you'd have to spend quite a bit on that. Not something you just have in the closet already. Yeah, but those were made out of, like, funnels, so it wasn't, like, super, like, yeah, it was just easy stuff to buy at your local store, which is... Yeah, makes sense. I'm impressed. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Hats off to her. Okay, so there's three witches that are all sisters, and I see you made note that they all have different fathers, but they have one devotion to their mother. I don't think I realized that they all had different fathers, mainly because that scene that they're thinking that that random guy is actually the devil i thought yeah. they all were fathered in a way by the devil and that was their actual father no so that was highlighted um in an interview with sarah jessica, sarah jessica parker who plays sarah sanderson one of the sisters she talks about how they were each had a different father and that's why they they each look very different and they each have very different attributes so for example, Bette Midler, who plays Winifred, is the daughter of a warlock, and that's why she's the most powerful one, and she's sort of the leader amongst the three of them. Sarah Sanderson is the daughter of the town idiot, and so that's why she's like kind of ditzy, even though she's like very beautiful, but ditzy, um, mm-hmm. I think is a good way to describe her. And then the weirdest one is... Kathy Najimi plays Mary Sanderson, and she's the daughter of a bloodhound, which I try not to think too much about, but that's why there's, like, several references to her sniffing out kids and her barking. That's funny you say she's the weirdest one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she is. Yeah, but I don't, it didn't ever explain in the movie that they all came from different fathers, right? Or did I miss that? I don't know that it's ever explicitly said, but they all look very different. Well, yeah. I mean, so it's very easy to see. I guess it confused me with the scene with that guy dressed up as the devil. I assumed that that meant that their father was the devil, and they just mis- mistook this man as the actual devil. <laughs> oh, you Do you recognize who was playing the devil in that scene? I did not, but I see your notes. It's Gary Marshall, of course. Our favorite. <laughs> yeah, the director Gary Marshall has his cameo as the devil. No, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess, yeah, we've covered a lot of Gary Marshall movies, but I don't know that I really know what he looks like. Well, now you do. Yeah. <laughs> I did, of course. But um, yeah, he 
that's one of my questions is you know there's like several different times in the movie or at least once where um i think it's winifred somebody tells her to go to hell and she says i've been there you know like it's not so bad or whatever it's quite nice (laughs) yeah um like so if she's been to hell then like she's probably met the devil right and so gary marshall is the devil is is that actually what the devil looks like is it gary marshall (laughs) well it seemed too that like obviously the tradition of dressing up in a costume of choice on halloween came much later after the sanderson sisters originally died and Mm -hmm. so um, Mary Sanderson, who's sniffing out and is like, oh, I smell children, they're nearby, but I don't see any children. It's like they didn't even grasp the concept that these kids dressed up in costumes were not actually the thing that they were dressed up as and that they were actually kids in the costume. Yeah, it never occurred to them that children would do something like this. Yeah. So maybe they just saw the devil costume and never even considered that it was somebody else in the costume Mm, i see what you're saying yeah so the guy who plays max is his name omri 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 i don't know omri cats that's a cool name it is that's gotta be for sure like all three of the kids i don't know have really been anything else that we've seen so like thora birch plays Danny, the young girl, and then Vanessa Shaw plays Allison, their new friend in town. And I think maybe Vanessa Shaw was in some other stuff, but nothing that we have really seen. Which is kind of sad, because I think they did a good job in this movie. Yeah, I don't really recognize Thora Birch from anything else that she's been in. Mm -mm. Just looking at a quick search. Yeah. But yeah, they all did really well. One of my favorite characters was Billy. Yes, I was gonna say... Who's played by Doug Jones, not the Senator Doug Jones, the actor Doug Jones, who also played the monster in The Shape of Water. I have not seen it. Oh, man. Andy, you haven't seen that movie? That's wild. He, so you haven't seen The Shape of Water? No. Okay. Well, that's crazy. Anyway, so Doug Jones is apparently just known for being like the monster whenever you need some tall skinny guy to play something in a lot of makeup or in a big costume so he was also in pan's labyrinth and he had another role in all the hellboy movies i thought his costume and makeup was really cool yeah and i really love the reveal whenever he finally gets the razor and like cuts open his mouth yeah big fan of that though that was actual like he had two different chambers in his mouth where they put actual dust and two live moths mm-hmm. so the moths that fly out of his mouth are actually real and alive and kicking which is wild he definitely played the part well of a dead zombie and also i like that at the very end i think it's when danny says like good night billy have a good sleep and he just falls back into his grave he he did an excellent job for someone who didn't really have a ton of lines for most of the movie yeah i would say he was my favorite character <laughs> not one of the sisters you say he was your favorite character yeah i think so i think bet midler did an incredible job as winifred i think my favorite sister was mary oh interesting yeah the weird one as you call her the weird one. <laughs> did you have you seen sister act um i've seen i've seen sister act i've seen sister act two many more times than the original sister act I think that's the same for me so maybe we should add it to the list so that we can both refresh ourselves on it 
but she was she became well she would became more famous because she played one of the nuns in sister act right yeah and so like that's part of the reason why she was cast in this was that she had come and had this huge role in sister act and really knocked it out of the park mm-hmm. yeah i think just her quirkiness is what makes her my favorite sister what i like about mary is that she rides a vacuum around yeah <laughs> whenever they're flying around on their broomsticks yeah that, that is funny one of my questions is which one of the makeshift brooms would you pick would you pick the vacuum the mop or the old dusty broom no oh, i think the classic old dusty broom i think i'd have to pick the vacuum so maybe i am more like mary <laughs> maybe you are <laughs> just the vacuum uh, is funny the vacuum is so funny and i love that as like a trope for witches that they would ride around in the modern age since we don't have twig brooms anymore right yeah <laughs> i was also listening sarah jessica parker loves to talk about how much she liked to ride around on the broom <laughs> like bet midler talks about how uncomfortable the harness was and she hated being in it and then sarah jessica parker is just like yeah, I was always sad whenever they called time and they had to start taking me out of the harness. I was like, <laughs> what a way to be. So it sounds anyway. like the actors or the actresses from Halloween Town are in the same boat. They also like riding around on the broom. <laughs> Maybe yeah, we should try true. that. <laughs> yeah, we should try it out and see what happens. <laughs> so Banks, the cat, the black mm. cat, who is cursed from Winifred Sanderson. Well, I guess all three of them cursed him, but it was mostly her that cursed him. Yeah. That's such a famously made name now. Do you know anybody that has a cat named Banks? I don't think so. I know several. Like, I can think of at least two, and I think I knew somebody that had a cat at one time named Banks. I mean, it's a good name. I like it. But I wonder, like... Thackeray Banks or just Banks? Um... One for sure just calls him Banks. I don't know about the other one. But that's like it's got to be from this movie, right? Like there's no other oh, absolutely. famously named cat named Banks from another movie. I don't think so. That Not that I can sure. recall. So the scene where Banks gets run over by the bus, that made my stomach hurt. <laughs> and it was I was surprised to see that it was that graphic for a kid's movie. Again, a Disney movie yeah and it's very believable that he's actually dead right so yeah it's, yeah i it's very like a lot of this movie is pretty surprising for a disney movie yeah yeah i i thought so too like i forgot that that part happened and then when it shows him basically as roadkill i'm like oh my gosh that's so like gross looking you can see where the tire tracks like literally ran right through him and then he just yeah. like his body revives himself <laughs> But he can't die. He's immortal. I know. But still, Cursed, I, poor I, guy. Forgot, I forgot that that scene happened. And then afterward, I'm like, man, I can't believe that was a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It's yeah. very uh, Pet cemetery of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the overall tone was much darker than I remember from growing up. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you watched this movie? No, I mean, I'm sure I watched it on the Disney Channel when I was in elementary middle school sometime around then yeah i was thinking about it and again yeah like i'm sure that we watched it when we were younger but the first time i remember watching it as an adult was here on the island so like in the five years ago or something 
Yeah, and like my family was never super big into watching a lot of Halloween movies in mm-hmm. October, but like I know a lot of people that like it's tradition that they watch Hocus Pocus several times in the month of October. And they've also they made Hocus Pocus two, which I'm sure mm-hmm. that I watched last year when it came out, but I don't remember it at all. I thought that I thought Hocus Pocus two came out like a few years after the original, and I thought Hocus Pocus three was the one that was really recent. No, Hocus Pocus three is going to come out soon. Hocus Pocus two came out like two years ago. Oh, I guarantee it. Oh yeah, you're right. Never mind. I don't know why I thought there was a second one that came out. Uh, like a couple years after the first one. Well, I've heard guess again. The, I've heard that the Hocus Pocus that came out in 2022 was not very good. Okay. I never Maybe that's it, why though. I don't remember it. <laughs> I never it saw it, bad. so I don't know. Alright. Well, I don't remember it, so. Oh, one part I did think was funny was that Max did not free the bullies <laughs> from the bird cages. <laughs> And it was a decision. He went back for his shoes and then he looked at them and he was like, mm, sorry, I'm going to go. Yeah. Mm, remember that time you bullied me and took my candy and took my shoes? Yeah. You're going to stay Don't in that cage. <laughs> you kept calling me Hollywood. You're definitely worth it for you to die. Because, like, who's going to go back there, right? Right, yeah. They were... Uh, poor guys. That's all I have to say about that. Did you think that I named my longtime horse after this movie? Uh, I think that was probably my assumption, yeah. I did not. Didn't you not name her? No, I named her. Oh, okay. What did you name her after then? I think I was trying to find a a name that was like, um, like when you go to horse shows, they announce over the speaker the um, farm name and then, like, a show name. And a lot of times, like, if the show name is, like, something that doesn't really make sense, they'll have a barn name. Their show name might be, like, our farm's name was Dreamcatcher's Farm. And so the show name would be Dreamcatcher's uh, whatever. And so, like, Kip that we had, her name was Tiny Barnetta. Which what? Was, yeah, that was her show name. That was on her papers. But we always just called her Kip. Anyway, so I wanted I got the chance to create Hocus's show name because she didn't have one before I got her. And so her name was Dreamcatcher's Hocus Pocus and I just thought it was like kind of a, a catchy name. Um, but I didn't really have that much of a connection to the movie when I was younger. But she was black and white and that's kinda Halloween y or spooky, so I don't know. Yeah, that's on theme. Yeah. So her, she was Hocus. Yeah, I think my assumption was always that you would name her after this. Yeah. No, not really. (laughs) You learn something new every day. So what was your favorite scene from the whole movie? I mean, I do like the big reveal that Billy can talk and that's what he's been looking for the whole time. Mm -hmm. But I think my favorite scene is the musical number uh, with I Put a Spell on You. It's just like iconic. And every time I hear that song, this movie is what I think of, you know? Yeah, I would say the same. Also, that's your favorite spell on everybody to make them dance until they die again i was like wow that's a disney this is a disney movie <laughs> yeah and well and like some of the some of the jokes are also very adult like when the when the two parents are coming out of the party and they're like wow and we thought california was you know la was a party town right yeah like it was definite implications of drugs and I, it's a whole mess yeah 
I don't know. I it's a classic movie. Yeah. There's some that would call it do you consider this to be a cult classic or just like a regular regular classic movie? Regular good movie. Define a cult classic. It is like it kind of didn't do well when it first came out but has since gained a cult following of not like necessarily super super huge but so um, it had to a, not do well when it came out. Yeah, kind of. So like the big Lebowski is an example. Mm. Um, I was gonna suggest maybe the Twilight series, but that made no. money up front. So yeah, that's, that's just it. Just has a big regular, following. Yeah, regular famous film, or like uh, you know, Danny Darko. I think is considered one. I do not recommend that movie. You would not have seen that movie. Don't watch it, no. Andy. <laughs> I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> do not watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean. I was young when it, no, we, I was negative one year old when it came out. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't really know, like, when it first came out, how, how much attention it got or how hyped it was. And it seems like it probably didn't do that well starting out no, since it, it came out in July. It definitely is, I would say, a classic for, like, everybody has to watch it in October, it seems like yeah there's people who watch it every october i mean i i watch it every october now so mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know though if it would be considered a cult classic it's certainly a good movie yeah. i mean there's so many good elements in it i i really do love winifred's voice i think the her, way that... her teeth and lipstick are are pretty great yes <laughs> they're great i don't it's all very good excellent costume so... design so so between Hocus Pocus and Halloween Town, which one do you think is the superior Halloween movie? I hate, I don't really hate to say it. They're both excellent, to be clear, but I think Hocus Pocus has a slight edge. Mm, okay, I'm going to say Halloween Town. Oh, interesting. I, I enjoyed Halloween Town more than Hocus Pocus. I like the witches a lot more in Hocus Pocus. Yeah. So should we rate it? Maybe we should. What's our scale? <laughs> Out of five spell books with the magic eye. <laughs> that was creepy. That was terrifying. Yeah. And also... And it was bound with human skin. <laughs> yeah. Like, it reminded me a lot of the Monster Book of Monsters from Harry Potter. Like, it had that vibe. But it's also shocking to me that, um, like, the kids just, like, opened it the next day without thinking about it and like th- that whole scene of events that launched the whole second half of the movie like i would never want to touch that book i would never want to look at it i'd throw it somewhere and lock it away for forever i want to know why they didn't burn it in the fire when they thought they were burning the witches you know that is a very good question yeah that they're not would, very smart that seems like the logical thing to do <laughs> yeah well there's not a lot of logic in these kids heads right yeah yeah, okay. So, so out of five, five spell books. Out of five human bound spell books. <laughs> I am going to say three point five. Oh wow. That's a lot lower than I was expecting from you. Well, I can't remember what I rated Halloween Town, but it was in the fours, I think. Well, I I'd give this like a four point six, four point seven maybe. Oh wow, okay. I think it's good. I mean, there's elements that you don't love, like the bus driver character isn't great, but <laughs> right. I like the witches a lot in this. I think there's a lot of good things, a lot of redeeming qualities. Well, that's a good uh, pick for our second 
Halloween spooky themed movie. Yes. Yeah. And I'm very happy we did those two. Yeah, me too. Those are probably like my favorite two Halloween themed movies. I just like mm-hmm. Halloween Town better. But yeah, those are the two that I would watch probably. Uh, and next up, we do have uh, our book for our last one. It's not October or Halloween themed, but it is a good book. Stanley Tucci's Taste My Life Through Food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next short story is going to be coming from the Stranded series by Val McDermott. But I have not gotten my physical copy yet to pick the third story. But I want to pick one that's farther back in the book. And those are not available on Google. <laughs> Right. That I have well, found yet, so that is still TBD. <laughs> pick it soon. <laughs> yeah, will do. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Okay, so yeah, get your copy of Stanley Tucci if you haven't yet, because you still have time. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Did you finish it yet? Oh. Ah, okay. I'm very okay. excited to talk about it next week, not now. I know, I know. Okay, just letting our listeners know you should read it, because it's good. <laughs> you should. I love Stanley Tucci. He's a great guy. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Marianne and Wanda. We would love to hear your feedback and if you have any books or topics for us to review. You can reach us at Marianne and Wanda podcast on Instagram or send us an email at Marianne and Wanda podcast at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.